You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by... Bet US here with your break from the high resource five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles and life is back on sports betters. Bet US has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA and, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year and live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79. Bet US. Bet US for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, Bet US. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops legend, uh, tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Take it away, Jason. Greetings. And salutations, boys. I am uh, alongside my my new little bobblehead buddy uh, that we got from this past weekend, Austin Davis. They did a really good job on this thing, man. The uh, the back's even got some stuff on it. Got the silver slipper casino on the front of it. So it's not just me tonight. It's me along with my little friend. And the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Light. I got a different kind of little friend with me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the kind of little friend that helps you forget how bad we got our ass kicked Saturday. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about with these little friends, but I'm thankful this isn't a video show. Yeah, well, I mean, we should all be thankful for a multitude of reasons that it's not a video show, mainly because uh, I've got a face and a voice for radio. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, outside of the game, Another, I mean, we've really lucked out a lot this season. Another beautiful day on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. It was, it was a, a great time seeing everybody out there. Um, Eagle Walk, the 2011 championship team was there. Some of them mm-hmm. looked the same. Some of them didn't. Uh, but it was good to see everybody. Good to catch up with a few of them. Uh, Dominique, Tracy, uh, among others. Um, Fedora even came back. So the anteater was in full effect. So it was a, it was it was really good to see all of them. And, and early in the game, when we were up, you could kind of see them getting a little wild in the end zone, in the other end zone over there. So that was that was cool to see. But it was it was really good to have them back. It was good to be back on campus as always. It was good to have them back on campus as well. And, and hey, yeah, the bobblehead was top notch. So shout out to everybody who played a hand in making that happen. Fedora had still had that swagger walking through Eagle Walk too. Yeah, it's like he had missed a beat. He was ready to go. Well, those guys, you, you say some of them still all I take and play. You know, that's true, but good gosh, man. I know one reason we were so good back then, because, like, our team comes walking by, and we've got some big guys. Uh, then those guys from, what is that, 10 years ago come walking through, and they're, you know, just as big or bigger than all of our guys right now. <laughs> so um, it was fun to see those guys again. I'm glad they got to witness, you know, a little bit of that magic. And you know, ja- uh, Jamie Collins was going at it in the uh, for the Patriots on on Sunday. He had made a big play, so he wasn't he wasn't even there for that. But uh, most of the team that, was there. It's good to see everybody. That interception he made was unreal. By the way, in the Patriots game this weekend, did you see that? I did. I did. Yeah, most definitely. Bump, did you see it? I did not. I saw I saw him blow up that screen pass. Yeah, that was uh, cool too. I, yeah, I didn't see the I didn't see the pick. But uh, so they're playing the Panthers, and uh, Jamie's just like kind of in his linebacker slot, you know, just a, a few yard, yards off the line there. And quarterback for the Panthers rares back and throws one over the middle. Jamie just jumps up and catches it. Like right off the line. <laughs> That's like wow. jumping up and catching a 95 mile an hour fastball, like halfway between the pitcher and home plate. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. It got a lot of attention on social media, but I mean, 
what a freakish athlete that guy is when he's wearing Southern Miss or a Patriots uniform. Um, if, when he went to the Browns and the Lions, he he didn't do a whole lot. Uh, but when that guy's in a Patriots uniform, he's an absolute animal. Yeah, he's the kind of like if he would have done that same thing, caught the pass, and then done a like backward somersault, like it wouldn't even have been shocking. That's how freakish he is, athletic. He, very agile for such a gigantic human being. Mm-hmm. So the Golden Eagles came out, I mean, just came out strong, fourteen to nothing, right out of the gate. Jason Brownlee uh, with a with a terrific catch there in the end zone to to start the game, and then Jay Stanley had a fifty five yard interception return for a touchdown, a pick six. So we were sitting there fourteen to nothing, and you're thinking, okay, we're we're in this game. How, how you know what's going to happen? Can we hold on? Can we can we keep from making mistakes? And uh, then North Texas went on to score 38 unanswered, po- unanswered <laughs> points to to win the game 38 to 14. But it's it's another one of those games where we, we kind of started, had a solid start and then just kind of fell apart after the first quarter. And that's pretty much been what has happened uh, most of these games this year. And the really surprising thing was the fact that North Texas just lined up and ran over our defense the entire game. Yeah. I mean, just uh, just I, I don't remember the exact amount of rushing yards, but a disgusting amount of rushing yards. I mean, we just I can normally find some positives in a game. I, I can't find a whole lot of positives about this past week. Um, yeah, it's, it just was was not good. Things aren't good. Things aren't getting better. Uh, we, we need a solid recruiting class and another year of off season program. And hopefully this will be better. They had, they had, we, they had 321 yards on the ground and they also yeah. had 216 through the air. So, mm-hmm. and they had 537 total yards. We had 229 and, yeah. and re- really, you okay? I, you, yeah. <laughs> um, I the really, dry heaves over here. I'm sorry. You know, and I think part of it was that our defense just couldn't get off the field. You know, I think that that also played a, a role in that. I mean, obviously they don't play great when you're giving up that many yards, but I mean they they had almost uh, they had about nine minutes more total possession than we did in the game, and that's being generous because you know we had a couple of what. They, I think they had a couple of defensive touchdowns. Yeah. So we kind of, you know, especially right there at the end, we had a little more time of possession than that, than that would lead you to believe. So yeah, not our best outing. I mean, and I don't, I don't like talking about the kids because they really are out there trying, but this might be the worst Southern Miss team we've ever had. Maybe so. <clears throat> And, and I, I'm kind of like you. I don't. I don't even care to try and assign blame anymore. We've got issues like everywhere. Um, pick a spot of the football team, and you know, it's like when you look at Reed Green Coliseum. Like, hey, what do you think we should like fix first? Like, whatever, you know, <laughs> everything needs fixing. So, uh, but no, it did start off great. Had some bright moments, then just the same old, same old. The last three games of the year are basically going to be guys auditioning to to just keep their roster spot really. And then the freshmen getting on the field, um, just kind of like some on the, uh, on the, uh, on the field practice, live bullets, if you will. So. And I did see from, uh, Hall's post game post game post game presser that, uh, we're down to 60 something scholarship athletes at this point in time. So, uh, there, there will be plenty of room to use those, 32 signees that we can bring in this year. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And, uh, you know, you moving forward, you wonder if that's going to be kind of the, until things get stable, is that kind of going to be the way things goes? And I guess, you know, with 32 people, it's a little bit easier to build back than it is with 25. But on the flip side of that, everybody's going to have access to that 32 as long as they have eight people transfer out. So, it's really going to be interesting to see how that affects recruiting and everything else moving forward. So, you know, we got three games left. Two of them could get ugly. 
Uh, I say the third won't, but we don't know. I didn't think this one was going to get as ugly as it got. <laughs> so the last game against FIU is one of those games that they, they're having they're having a bad season too, even worse than North Texas. So, you know, fingers crossed, maybe we can come out and have some fun in that game. But, you know, this week, I hate, I, you hate to say it, but you, you got to be fair with the expectations. This week we're taking on an undefeated UTSA team, and I believe the line is up to 33 right now. Which I would have never have expected us to be that much of an underdog to a team not named Alabama. I don't even think the Alabama it. was the Alabama line even that high. <laughs> uh, it was close. Uh, was I thought you were going to say uh, I didn't see us being that big of a dog to a team that didn't exist 15 years ago. That would have been a valid <laughs> point too. But well, that too, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, um, you know, and hey, they give it to them, man. They've, they played well. They went out and well, housed UTEP the other day. So God bless them. You know, I heard this is, I heard it on Fox uh, Sports earlier on the Gottlieb show. Well, they were talking about the, uh, they're talking about Scott Frost. And, uh, and, and what the guy said was that the, re, you know, they're talking about rebuilding and we, we are obviously in a rebuild. They're talking about the process of rebuilding. And he said, you know, in, in the process of a full rebuild, you're going to lose by a whole lot to begin with. Then you're going to lose by a little. Then you're going to win some by a little. And then you're going to win some by a lot if the full rebuild happens, right? And we kind of saw that with the with the Munkin thing. And we're damn sure nailing the first part of this. Uh, so um, hopefully we can um, inch our way closer next year. And if you are looking for a bright spot from Saturday, I mean, as bad as we played, we did – Somehow eke out a 14-7 halftime lead, had a goal line stand right there, right? Yeah. Um, so if, if you want to say, like, look, this is the worst team we could possibly have, it's nice to know the worst team possible can still be winning at halftime. We've done that in a lot of games this year. Been in at half, and then, like Jamie said, just looks like the defense just finally, you know, just runs out of gas, and the other team is still full throttle. <laughs> uh yeah it just keeps playing out that way so i think it just is what it is and just got to uh just got to get through this year get as many good commitments as you can i know we're scouring the earth for offensive linemen not only in the mississippi ranks and juco ranks but outside of mississippi uh for offensive linemen so we need to be Um, looking outside of the known universe just (laughs) anywhere anywhere that we could potentially bring in able-bodied offensive linemen I mean, you know, we went. It's tough. It's tough when you when you go three of twelve on third down. I mean, that's you're you're not gonna really you're gonna have a tough time keeping your defense off the off the field when that's the case. And that's 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 really pretty. I mean, that's uh, you know, that's kind of like the stats on defense the past few years. We were a team that was holding teams on third down, and and now mm-hmm. now we're that team. So the uh the the, the first and thirty play. Is is one that sticks out to me, or, or, or first and thirty, uh, backed up on their own side, and, and I think that I think they got the first down on two plays. You know, stuff like that just kind of seems to always happen. We talk about these catastrophic moments that our team has, and just, the second half was just filled with them. That that that, that was an off tackle run that went for like sixty untouched to the house. Yeah. It's um, you know. Not that just, really, just just really poor defensive play in the second half, and I think a lot of it was just due to, you know, damn, we've been out here forever. And the other part's probably just, what do you want us to do? You know, we can't we can't do everything. The offense has got to participate. Not that this had an effect on the game at all, but an interesting tidbit from this game: Austin Armstrong and North Texas uh, starting quarterback were born two months apart. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. You talking about own? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think he was yeah. like, well, did he play like minor league baseball or something? I think so. He yeah, he's to... 28, and so is Armstrong. So yeah, that, I just thought that. I can't remember who tweeted that out, uh, but I saw that during the game, and I was like, that's some crazy four-letter word stuff right there. That is definitely interesting. Well, I don't really want to dive into uh, – there's no reason to really talk about this week. I mean – I know we're a Southern Miss show. What? One thing to mention, though. Yeah. Way, way, way less false start penalties this week. Yeah, that's a that's yeah. That's my positive. I'm taking out of the game. And the crowd, the crowd was actually better than I was expecting. 
Absolutely. There were more people at our game than were at UAB's game in their brand new stadium playing God, Louisiana how Tech. Bad so. was that? Yeah, we'll that, take that, it. You know that that was pretty bad. It wasn't quite as bad as what happened at UTEP, uh, but <laughs> sure glad we didn't have to put up with any of that. You guys saw that, right? The UTEP aftermath. The tailgate, uh, the, out, the outside tailgate. tailgate, yeah, kind of a right. little wild out there. Not quite yeah, like uh, that. Seems to be a running theme at UTEP games. So I've I've seen uh, a video of of people up in the mountains there overlooking the stadium uh, in similar situations. I mean, uh, maybe El Paso is just a hot and steamy place, man. People <laughs> just be getting down wherever they want to get down. I mean, it was and, it was it was it wasn't like Astro World tough. But it was it was like it was oh, really rough man. out there, man. Goodness. It was it oh, was pretty yeah. pretty like glass everywhere. Um, people getting the busy in the back of a pickup truck. Um, it was yeah, a situation just, where like you know, whenever I see these situations now, I think about like you know if like if we went to the game, we're leaving after. I'm assuming that was right after the game. It looked like uh, it was right after the game, yeah. Yeah, and so if I was like walking back to our you know our our car with the fam, I mean that's dangerous. Well, Jack can't uh, see that that high in the back of a pickup truck. I'm not talking about that. Just the rest of just the, you know, just the hoopla that was going oh. on. Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, of course, there was some on the hoopla in the back of the walking. truck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so this Plenty week, hoopla. This week's game: uh, Southern Miss taking on the undefeated University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. That game this Saturday, November the 13th, at 2:30 p.m. If you'd like to watch it, you can catch it on ESPN Plus. So they're big favorites in this game. Pro, I don't know if we've ever been more of an underdog in a Conference USA game. I think that's a that would be an interesting stat to check out. But uh, yeah, so yeah, not, they're, not, they're 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 really really good. Hadn't lost a game. Their quarterback's really good, very efficient. They might have the best running back in the league. Might have the best wide receiver in the league. And they score like 45 points a game. So, yeah, sands through the hourglass. These are the days of our lives. <laughs> That's the best idea I've heard all night. Yeah, so expectations are probably pretty low. I, I, I hope we. You know, I think it's just a matter of waiting off the clock on the season before it's it, that there be uh, as much optimism. I hope uh, you know. Fingers crossed for that last game against FIU. You know, we could use something good happening. Fingers crossed that we're able to put something together in that game. We'll see. No, if, that's I my prop, if I had a prop bet for you guys and I said the number is the over uh, over under is eighteen thousand people at the uh, at the game for this weekend, would you take the over or the under? Actual people or tickets? Actual sold? people. Actual under. People. Under. I, I don't. I'm not going to take any bets involving Southern Miss and you. You bet against Golden Eagles, and you keep racking up your win total. And um, <laughs> so, well, this week this week is a, is a lot more difficult with 33 points. There's this a special is, spot you know. in Golden Eagle hell for you, Jason Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I always, you know, I, I I think I always qualify my answer and saying like I would love to do this, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm of sound mm-hmm. mind. And uh, you, just, you just can't. You can qualify all you want, but you still bet against the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, well, buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> all right, so let's let's move on and let's actually talk about the bets this week. But before we get to that, shout out to BetUS. Bet with the three day bet with the three decade leader BetUS. Join now with a one hundred twenty five percent bonus by using our promo code TTTT one two five. Or if you use crypto, you get a 200% bonus. Use our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet you win, you get paid, bet US. So as far as the picks go for this week, well, for last week, it was a little bit better of a week for everybody. Still nothing earth-shattering. Shane had the best record of the week with 6-4. and four. Jason was 5-5, five and five, and I was 5-5 five and five as well. So the, for the totals on the season, I'm still in the caboose, 41 and 59 on the season. Shane in second place, 44 and 56. Jason still with the lead at 47 and 53. Getting closer every week, Bob. 
getting closer every <laughs> they moved up one so you're you're well, back I've only three gotten games. three right in the last two weeks so wait what I, mean, I said I've only gotten three right in the last two weeks right they got two wins last week and no, last win. week last week you had one right yeah and the week before they got two the week before you had four oh, and this okay. and this week you had five oh. so I guess technically you are averaging about three a week. Keep that average up. Betting's hard. Yeah. The more the more football I get to watch, the better idea I have what's going on. This the early season stuff really messes me up. I go off of what the writers say. That's never right, and it just it messes me up. And I think I accidentally I half had a season like one, catching up. I accidentally had one kick-ass week, and 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 you guys like had a had a bad week that week. And I've just been that's that's been my lead the entire year. Like other than the one week, we've been dead even. Well, hey, let's get it started. Let's let's get it started this week. So the first game is a Sun Belt game: South Alabama and Appalachian State. Jason, do you want to give us your pick? Yeah. So this this spread is just crazy. Um, and this is actually a game that I would like to check out. It's uh, it's in Boone. Uh, so the atmosphere should be awesome. Every time I ever flip on a game that's in Boone, it looks like the atmosphere is really cool. Um, but that is just too much too much points for me. Twenty two and a half is is just a gigantic amount. Uh, which uh, I've seen South Alabama, and I just can't imagine a scenario where where came on my defense would would allow that. So I'm taking South. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> I fully think that last week I went with South, South Alabama. I thought they'd go into Troy and pull the upset and and walk away there. Going into this week, App State's too much for them. Uh, the, the, the Mountaineers are the class of the Sun Belt. Uh, you know, I say that, but uh, a rematch between them and Louisiana, the Cajuns, uh, is very interesting at this point in time. But Coming full circle back to the pick. App State runs away with this one. They absolutely beat that spread. I'm going with the Mountaineers. I think I'm going with the Mountaineers as well. Uh, South Alabama also breaking in a new quarterback this week. So uh, Appalachian State's just been too – Appalachian, Appalachian, I don't care. Whatever it is. They do. They do. It's just as touchy as the Louisiana Lafayette stuff. Of so, the Appalachian, Appalachian. Appalachian State. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be my pick this week. <laughs> All right, next game we've got the Raging Cajuns are six and a half point favorites at Troy. So Troy's run won a uh, six no ten straight uh, Sun Belt games, and this is another cool matchup that I, that I really can't wait to see. You know, I just can't wait to be a part of this league, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm so much more interested in these games than I am the Conference USA games. Um, I like Troy. Um, but I just think the Cajuns are better, and I'm just gonna call them Lafayette. You know, they don't like the word Lafayette. Lafayette's a cool ass word. I'm gonna leave off Louisiana because Louisiana Lafayette sounds kind of stupid, and I'll totally get away from Ulala because I understand how that can be uh, a negative connotation. But I'm just going Lafayette from now on. So, um, so I will take Lafayette to win by more than a touchdown. Uh, I, I'm with you on the pick. I, I think the Cajuns, uh, they're really good, uh, are, are going to win this by more than a touchdown. Um, I still don't understand why they get so upset about the mention of their city. It is part of the university name. Uh, it's a cool town, great food, fun place. I, 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 I mean, I guess we can talk about this every week between now and 2023, but, uh, I, I don't understand why they get so mad at it. I mean, embrace it it's it's cool but i'm going with the cajuns you know i'm gonna go with the cajuns as well they've been on a roll now you know troy took care of business with south alabama last week but yeah i think that i think there's a reason why the raging cages are ranked right now and i'm going to go with them up next western kentucky is an 18 and a half point favorite at rice <clears throat> yeah so i mean rice damn near 20 point dog um I don't. I just don't see that happening. Uh, it, that being said, if anybody could do it, uh, it would be somebody like Western that can just put up all the points in the world. Uh, that being said, I think Rice is too solid, and I will take Rice. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go on the flip side of you with this one. Uh, Western Kentucky and your boy, Zap Bailey. Bailey Zap? Bailey Zappy? Zap, Zappy? Whatever we figured his name was by the end of this season, it's not what we've said for the most part. Um, <laughs> I think that Rice doesn't have the horses to keep up with their offense. What's the spread again? The spread is 18 and a half. I appreciate you going through all the effort to put that email together, Jamie, that I don't pay attention to. Um, 18. Yeah, I'm going with Western Kentucky. I am going to go with Western Kentucky as well. They've just been, uh, you know, I, I think Rice, Rice can be sneaky at times, but I think Western's just more capable of putting points on the board. They've played a really tough schedule, which just kind of make them, makes them look a little bit uh, less than in, in that regard. So, up next, we've got the Charlotte 49ers and the Louisiana Tech um, Bulldogs. <clears throat> so I still think that Louisiana Tech is better than their record shows. Um, it's in Ruston at the gym. Um, La Tech this year has been absolutely horrible against the spread, um, but I'm just going to take them anyway because uh, I think that uh, I think that they'll probably I think they have a chance to run away with this one, but who knows? It's Tech, so they can always Tech, but I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the home team, so I'll go with Louisiana Tech. Um, yeah, Tech at six and a half at home over Charlotte. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bulldogs on this one too. It's uh, Charlotte's got a decent squad, not great. Louisiana Tech's fumbling over themselves this year. But uh, I think after the trip to Ruston, Tech goes away with a win, and it's less than a touchdown spread, so Bulldogs. I am going to go with the 49ers here. I think, uh, you know, Louisiana Tech has been sneaky on and off this year. Uh, I'm going to just go with – I'm going to go with Charlotte on this one and, and uh, say the 49ers are going to cover the six and a half. Up next, we have FIU. And Middle Tennessee State University, Middle Ten is a ten-point favorite in this game. I tried to go with FIU last week. Um, apparently, I mean, I know how bad that I thought that they were. Apparently, they're probably even worse than I thought. Um, they're actually zero and ten in their last uh, ten road trips. It's in Murfreesboro. Um, Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. Burroughs, the stupidest word. And stupid field and stupid unis. I don't even like their coach, but I'll take middle anyway because FIU is just that bad. Stupid school, no stupid fans. I don't know why it exists. Nobody cares. Go away, Mutsu. No, nobody cares if you exist or not, but I'm picking you this week, Mutsu. I'm picking them as well. And, you know, something funny, a tidbit today on Twitter. You know, the, the chatter has been that Middleton and Western Kentucky were going to go to the MAC, but Middleton with the cold feet there. So you really want to dial it in. Yeah, stick around in Conference USA, see how that goes. Middleton with the, the cold feet to make the move to the MAC? That was the. <laughs> that was what <laughs> gathered. <laughs> Let me see if I can find the. Uh, stick with Judy and Conference USA and see where that gets you. Although nobody cares already, so I guess it wouldn't wouldn't matter. Uh, again, you had one fan. You had one fan that was very vocal on Twitter, and he quit on you like two years ago. Shut it down. Okay, here's the so here's the tweet from Brett McMurphy uh, with the Action Network. He said, "No final decision on Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee to the MAC, but sources told the Action Network the move depends on if Middle Tennessee State will go. If so." The MAC will add both. If MTSU stays in Conference USA, the MAC would wouldn't like likely wouldn't invite only WKU sources said. MTSU hang up is financially motivated, the source said. Oh man. Western's like, don't screw this up for me, Bernice. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. If you're a Western, do you if Middle Tennessee blocks you and makes you stay in Conference USA, do you just go and burn their campus down? <laughs> I don't see how you don't. Not that aluminum's flammable, but <laughs> what's the is it like the the moonshine trail or some wacky rivalry name they've got going on there? Hundred miles of hate. Hundred miles of hate. Okay, well, is that what it is? It is. 
That's actually a pretty solid name. It is. They're only 100 miles apart. Bowling Green, yeah. Kentucky, and Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You know, I know we're going to get the rest of these town. picks, but uh, have we? did we ever hit on what the possible rivalry name for Southern Miss and uh, South Alabama is going to be? Mm, you, you gotta, as much as I hate to admit it, Patrick McGee freaking nailed it with the shrimp bowl. Yeah, it's you a know great what? name. It's perfect. But I'm finding Patrick McGee, M- M- not Mickey, Muggy, Muggy. We got to be clear when we're talking about Patrick McGee's here. He's a lot more stomachable now that he's not a Southern Miss beat writer. Right. I you know, totally agree. I will say this about that rivalry, though. You have to. Some, we got to win for it to be a rivalry. You know, very good point. <laughs> we got to beat That's them in something. True. Right um, now, we're just their uh, B word. Yeah, it's not. It has been fun the past past year. Or so, um, all right. Then we've got FAU at Old Dominion. FAU a six and a half point favorite. Yeah, I don't claim to be an expert, uh, but I've seen both of these teams play, and it looks like FAU could just run away with it to me. So I'll take FAU. Yeah, uh, the Owls are the better team in this matchup, and with the point spread being as low as it is, I'm definitely going with uh, Kiffin's ex-wife. I'm going with FAU as well. Old Dominion has uh, has not been the very kind to me this year, and so it will continue. Uh, UAB is at Marshall. Marshall is a five-point favorite. Both teams six and three. Uh, overall, both teams four and one in the conference. It's in Huntington, and games like this, I would expect that place to be rocking. Um, you know, I, I hope that Marshall wins, and I'm pulling for them to win. And but but I think it's going to be a really really close game. So I think that Marshall might still win it. But uh, even though it's not a huge spread, it's just enough for to make me take UAB. Uh, my thoughts and feelings are exactly the same as what you just said. So to make up ground on you, I'm going with Marshall uh, because it's, uh, I feel like it's a well-matched up game. Uh, I don't know which way it's going to go, but I'm going to hope the third comes uh, – the third – the herd comes through and, and takes one from you for me. I am going to go with uh, the Blazers on this one. Um, I think it will be a, a, a tough battle. And I don't know why I'm picking them, but I am. Then we have UTEP at North Texas. UTEP is a one-point favorite. I had to time out my uh, my crack there, like uh, like Shane does thumping. Can I, I get like a shirt it. that says Can I get a shirt that says crack? Uh, that's a whole different thing, though. Bob. <laughs> it's a whole different context. Um, is key. We could. <laughs> um. So UTEP North Texas. Um, in my opinion, UTEP is better. It's 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 at Apogee State Apogee Stadium. Is that how you say that? Apogee. I believe so. I believe it's Apogee. Apogee Stadium, which is actually a pretty cool stadium. But I really don't think that it's going to make a difference, especially this year. Nobody likes their team over there. Everybody hates their coach. Um, UTEP by probably at least ten points. I'll take UTEP. Yeah. Um... I think Utah beats the dollar store Stone Cold Steve Austin's. No, not Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who's Seth Luttrell? No, you're right. Oh, Stone Cold went there, but Seth Luttrell looks like a roided out Sean Hannity. Yeah, yeah, dollar store Hannity is what I was going with, not uh, Stone Cold. But that uh, the drunken mental pathways in my brain did go back and connect Stone, Stone Cold. So there we have that. Um, yeah, Utah. UTEP's the better squad, although uh, UNT came in and made us look stupid. That doesn't change the fact that they're still not a good football team. And uh, I'm going to go with the Miners. You know, I've been going with the Miners, but they've been calling it kind of falling flat on me lately. And I kind of feel like North Texas has a little bit of momentum, even though some of it came against us. Um, I think uh, North Texas kind of seems to kind of be hitting a little bit of a stride. I'm going to go with North Texas in this one. Then we've got... The game of the week, Southern Miss, a 33-point underdog at UTSA. <clears throat> so, unfortunately, uh, this one's probably going to get ugly. Um, 
I mean, maybe they take us lightly and we hang around until halftime, which we've done a lot this year. Um, but they're just miles better than we are right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, even our defense that, that we could hang our hat on for a while seems like they've kind of hit the wall. Man, I just, you know, 33 is so many points that I think I'm going to take Southern Miss, just kind of hoping that we simply hang around till halftime and maybe we're down 25 or 30 and they completely just pump the brakes. Um, so I'm going to take Southern Miss. I have absolutely zero faith that we're going to beat the spread, but I'm not going to go against the Eagles. So I'm taking Southern Miss. I'm glad Jason did just so he doesn't take a game from me. <laughs> I, yeah, I do uh, not feel I don't, I don't feel great about the pick whatsoever. Never give up. I'm taking Southern Miss in this one uh, w- with the points, of course. Uh, then we have the over under in this game, a little bit higher than the totals have been recently for the Golden Eagles. The over under in this game, fifty four and a half. So high, and I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm going to take the over because if I if if we actually do put up a fight. Um, it's probably going to be over. And if we completely lay an egg, it might be over also. So I'm going to take the over. Man, I, mean, I I hate to say this, but UTSA may score 54 and a half by themselves. Um, the spread is 33, and the math just, just doesn't work out. If they say we're going to do 54, that's – they're saying that we would score 21 points. No, that's not true. So because mean, if if they scored thirty three and we scored twenty one, then they would have to score fifty four to beat the spread. I mean, hell, that may be the case, but we're not scoring twenty one points. I'm gonna bump what you go with. I went with the over. Yeah, I I I mean, we may only score seven on the first drive of the game and then never score again, but. They're going to score a lot. I'm going with the over, too. So you're going to go with the over, too? Okay. I am yeah. going to take the under. I uh, 54 and a half mm. is a lot. Um, if you, you mentioned the Golden Eagles. I don't know what the – let's see what the implied total is. But outside of the one FCS game against Grambling, Southern Miss has not scored more than 19 points in a game this year. I had the – when we were up 14 and we were kind of driving, I had the tweet in my queue getting ready to tweet the 21 points are the most the Golden Eagles have scored in an FBS game this season. <laughs> I had that tweet in the queue ready to go in the drafts and uh, never hit send on it. So I will not be drafting any tweets in regards to score from here on out. But I'm going to take the under in this game. 54 and a half is a lot. I, I, I don't – we haven't scored uh, 20 yet. So you're you're looking at – Gosh, I don't think they expect this. I wonder what the implied total is in this game. That's interesting. Let's see if I can get some kind of. You know, I, like Shane said, if if the if the if the if the final score, if you if he told me right now, it could be like thirty three to twenty one. I think I'd take it right now. So this this one site has us at like. Predicted score of 40.2 to 11.6. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's fair. That sounds like a little bit more than we'll probably score. (laughs) So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, so there you have it, the picks of the week. Now let's move on to a different sport. It is, as of this recording, it is not basketball season yet, but as of tomorrow, basketball season will begin for the Golden Eagles and the Lady Eagles as well. The first game was an exhibition the other night with Delta State. Jason was live on the scene. The Golden Eagles coming away with a 68 to 60 victory. Yeah, I mean, it, you can you could obviously tell that we want to try to go fast uh, this year, and and we look we, we're big. You know, we look more like a team, like a Division One team. Uh, I know in the past we've kind of we've we've joked that we didn't look like a Division One team, and we didn't. For quite a while, we kind of look like one now. It just looks like we're still trying to find our footing. Still can't shoot, you know. I, I, and look, I've seen one practice this year and one game, so obviously I'm an expert. Um, but 
I don't know. We'll see what go what, what happens tomorrow night. I, I think we have some more pieces to the puzzle. I like number four a whole lot. They came off the bench, uh, Bolden. We'll we'll see what happens with him. Um, but uh, well, you but do yeah. have auditions for a new favorite player. Yeah, that is true because because uh, Drano is Gonzo. Um, I'm, and dude, I'm leaning towards number four. I mean, not that I don't like Tyler Stevenson. I don't like him chunking it up from 30 feet like he did the other day, you know, but you know, coach Ladner's kind of taking the, uh, taking the reins off and, and, um, and you know, we haven't had shooters. So as a coach, you can't just tell them like, you know what, fire it up from any damn where, because that's just a recipe for disaster. So we try to do it the other way and we stayed in some games and when it comes down to it, we just couldn't put the ball in the hole on um, the last couple of years. I hope that that's not the case this year, and I do not think it will be. Isaiah Moore is a difference maker. He's the best player on the team. We'll probably go as far as as, as he'll take us. Um, the two point guards, Mo Arnold and uh, and Napper, um, along with my boy Bolden, um, I, I think can make a huge difference. Dishing it out to Pierre and to um, to Tay Hardy, uh, and then you know, and then you got Pinkney, right? Pinkney still, I mean. I, after mentioning all those other guys, Pinkney at the end of the day might be the best player on the team too. So we've got a bunch of a bunch of pieces that the other night just did not work out. Delta State ran that like Princeton style offense, and they had some backdoor cuts and just. And I understand that that kind of gives even the best teams trouble. Um, that being said, you know we got Kerry tomorrow night, and it can be done. Uh, they, they, they can beat us. We've seen it happen twice, and I wanted to puke both times. Um, so, and 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 look, they're good. They're good. Their coach is awesome. You know, they're right across. It's I went most of my lifetime thinking it was a physical impossibility, but it's not. So I hope that we show up tomorrow. If we do, then it'll be a thirty-point win, and all will be well within the city of Hattiesburg. Um, but you know, it's it's not a foregone conclusion because. I'm still just not sold on on us shooting the basketball into the basketball goal. So that's a big part of that game. Absolutely, mm-hmm. Pinkney with uh, 20 points in the game the other night. Uh, the Golden Eagles only shot. Um, gotta check my notes here. I just had it up. 38.6. Um, in the in the percentage from the from the floor the other night. So yeah, definitely had some cool like a uh, fast break, like three passes dunks type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, had some pretty good clips on uh, social media with that. Yeah, so you can tell it's there. You can tell what they've been working on, and you know it. If you can start knocking down some shots, man, it's gonna be a hell of a time up in Reed Green Coliseum. Um, but all the coach can do is get you in the spot and give you a wide open shot, man. You got to knock it down. And Isaiah Moore, as you mentioned, uh, had 11 points and 14 rebounds, so a double double. Even though it was an exhibition, his first game in for the Golden Eagles. So the next game tomorrow night as of this recording, which is Tuesday night, November the 9th, 7 p.m. at Reed Green Coliseum. It says TV on CUSA TV. You guys know how that goes. So if you're in the Hattiesburg area, (laughs) come on and check out the game. Golden Eagles playing at 7 p.m. this Tuesday night. Also in action um, tomorrow or whenever you're listening would might be today, the uh, Lady Eagles. Now, let's talk about their exhibition game last week. I think we mentioned it on the show last – did we mention it on the show last week? We did. I, okay. 109 to 18, just absolutely ravaged the Southeastern Baptist uh, – looks like horses. I don't know what their mascot is. <laughs> but they are playing uh, – Lady Eagles also taking a William Carey tomorrow. That's Tuesday, November 9th at 11 a.m. at Reed Green Coliseum. So you have the usual – Doubleheader at Reed Green, but you got a little bit of a break, barring any kind of massive delay uh, to happen. So um, you should be able 27 to 27 overtime game. 27 overtime game. You can't have a lightning delay, I don't think. Um, I don't know what kind of delay you could have indoors, but you know the 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 ceiling at Reed Green can be a little leaky, I'm sure. So that could be a thing. We'll see what happens. But anyways, two games tomorrow and. College basketball is now underway. Jason, you ventured out to the baseball scrimmage as well. So, yeah, so I did. Uh, I took in a scrimmage. Um, I wanted to see um, – I, I picked a good one to go to um, because the one of the main guys that I wanted to see was the 
the pitcher from Delta State that came in, and I cannot think of his name off the top of my head right now. Um, Jeremy McLean. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, let me find it. While, while you're doing that, let me mention this. Uh-huh. So Southern Miss baseball team announced Monday that it is having the uh, 2021 Breast Cancer Awareness Fall World Series, which consists of a best-of-seven-game series starting this Friday, November the 12th. Basically, there's a team black and a team gold made up of the, the Southern Miss players. Uh, it's going to start this Friday, November 12th at 4.15 p.m. Then there's games on Saturday, then Monday the 15th, Tuesday the 16th, Thursday the 18th, Friday the 19th, and then on Sunday the 21st, if necessary. So those last few games are actually if necessary. So this is a best of seven series between Southern Miss Black and Southern Miss Gold. This Friday, kicking off. Hunter Riggins is the guy's name that I was could not uh, find in my brain there, but uh, he looked he looked the part. He's a graduate transfer from Delta State, but I think he was the best pitcher on their team. Um, and you know, after losing our Friday and Saturday guy last year. Uh, he's definitely going to be a guy that could possibly uh, step into that Friday role. I think he looked awesome. He looked polished. Um, he, you know, throws hard, but not like crazy. He's not like Blake Wee Hunt or or Tyler Stewart. He's throwing like 97 miles per hour, but he's more like a, uh, I don't know. Um, anyway, he's 88, 92, somewhere in right in there, and throws it for strikes like every time it comes out of his hand. So got to see him. Chandler Best threw the ball good. Uh, our 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 shortstop Dickerson got in the game, actually gave up a bomb to uh, to McGillis. Um, but still, I mean, you know, he's throwing mid-90s. So lots of uh, lots of positives. I, I think that, that Slade Wilkes has started swinging the bat a little bit better. He hit, he hit a home run the other day and had four RBIs in, in, a, in a scrimmage. So, you know, um, it, it's, it's weird watching your guys play against your guys, but – there's nothing better, man. I think we have I think we had better fan support on that day, which is a Sunday free scrimmage, than a lot of these other CSA teams. So it was it was cool to be back out there. Uh, I can't wait to watch a little bit more. Both the Montenegro brothers are out there, right? That's pretty cool. Um, I saw you know Gabe in the box one time with his brother catching. That's just got to be a cool moment. So it was neat. And and I'm got and I'm, I'm especially got to uh, especially glad I got to watch uh, Riggins throw a little bit and he was highly impressive. We we did mention on the top of the show, but that was my intention, Shane. Uh, we get into uh, your weekly update, but what what a week last week for the Lady Eagles Lady Eagle soccer program. Yeah, man, it's cool. Everybody knows you hate women. Um, oh, geez. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Melissa complains about it all the time. She's like my misogynistic husband. Um, so it's it's no surprise. Um, it's, you know, what can we do at this point in time? Bump, we've been working on him forever. <laughs> all right, well, you could tell us about the soccer games if you want to get started on it. Um, yeah, sure. That's what we were talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, big week for the Lady Eagles soccer team. Uh Three matches uh, since we last uh, talked. Uh, starting on Wednesday, the third, uh, they faced uh, Florida Atlantic down there in Boca in the Conference USA quarterfinals. The Lady Eagles go away victorious from that match, two to one. Uh, Blessing Kingsley and Samantha Stig- uh, Stiglmere. She does a dance, evidently, called the Stiggle Wiggle, uh, which I've seen from social media when she scores. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen any videos of the Stiggle Wiggle. But, uh, you know, uh, she's going to be around for a little while. Hopefully we'll see that. Uh, and then following that match on Friday, uh, the fifth in the semifinals, the Lady Eagles face UAB also winning that match two to one. Kendall Mednick, uh, became the winningest keeper in Southern Miss history with 31 wins after winning that match. Uh, Ariel Diaz and Madison Flamia scored, uh, the two goals for the ladies in the semifinals. That put the ladies forward to the Conference USA Championship match this past Sunday, November the 7th, where unfortunately they lost to Old Dominion 0 to 1. Uh, Jamie, I know you watched this game. I watched this game. It was on ESPN plus. Uh, just unfortunate conditions. Uh, I, there were 20 to 25 mile an hour winds. The entire match, which just kind of 
made it if you didn't have the wind to your back. It was it was almost an impossible scenario. Uh, unfortunately, Old Dominion uh, had a nice set piece where they they kicked it in and and got a header right in the corner of the goal that beat Kendall for the only score of the match. But uh, a hard fought game. Uh, two years in a row, the Lady Eagles fall in the Conference USA Championship game. Uh, still a program on the rise. It, exciting to see where they go. Uh, Jamie, having watched the match, uh, even though you're a woman hater, um, what'd you think, man? Just proud, man. Proud of the proud of the fight. I mean, early they were getting the shots on the goal. They just weren't going in. So yeah, that, uh, that's absolutely the case. I mean, I, I still think even. At the end of the game, we had more shots on goal. They just happened to get that that one header that squeaked in. Kendall even got fingertips on it. It just wasn't enough to keep it out of the net. So uh, that probably ends the Lady Eagles season. Uh, Old Dominion will probably be the only postseason bid out of Conference USA. Uh, it's it's unfortunate, but uh, the lots of young talent on that team and Coach Mo has got this program just building and building. So uh, here's to hoping that 2022 uh, brings home Conference USA or uh, Southern Mrs. Soccer uh, first Conference USA championship. Um, so last year they were in a championship game too, right? Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they fell to Rice, who's a, a perennial soccer power last hmm. year. Soccer you. Yeah, man, that's a, a really good team. I really hope uh, it's it's still kind of embarrassing that there's no lights over there on the uh, the track and soccer complex with how well both of those those programs are doing. Uh, some I, I don't know if it's it's been released news, but there's some potential upgrades going to be happening in the not too distant future as soon as we can get some material off of some cargo ships uh, going on to Pete Taylor Park and. Maybe they can take uh, what what's going on at Pete Taylor now and purchase some poles and, and yeah. light up the track and soccer complex. Um, won't say any more to that because people don't like when we talk about things before anybody with a blue check mark mentions it. So we won't <laughs> we won't talk any more about that. But we we have our pulse or our finger on the pulse of Eagle Nation. We know what's going on. Um, so. Um, yeah, we're just we're just some simple bloggers over here. Um, but that's, uh, you know, teasing a little bit about what's to come at Pete Taylor Park. But hopefully they, they can uh, get something done for lighting up the, the the soccer complex over there, because it's a little embarrassing that we've been to the Conference USA championship game two years in a row. But uh, if it gets too dark, we can't play soccer in Hattiesburg. So uh, all that said, uh, fantastic season, ladies. Uh, very proud of that program. Uh, and again, lots of young talent coming back, losing some key pieces. Uh, Ariel Diaz, uh, Kendall Midnick uh, are, are both seniors that I know off the top of my head. They're they're going to be tough to to lose, but um, got some really strong freshmen and young talent. And and uh, Blessing Kingsley, I believe, is maybe only a sophomore. So lots lots of talent coming back. Uh, definitely a program on the rise that, that deserves our support. Um, moving on from soccer, uh, volleyball was in action. Uh, Thursday the 4th, they fell 2-3 to three at Alabama State. Uh, that pushes the ladies to 11-16 and 16, uh, and done with the Conference USA slate at 3-9. and nine. They do have another match this fall, uh, Wednesday the 10th. They will be at Clemson. Uh, so beach volleyball was in action this past Saturday the 6th at the Rally BVC tournament in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, they had eight duos uh, compete, each played three sets. It's kind of a, a, a fall uh, kind of scrimmage type situation. They don't report a whole lot from them, but the other teams involved were Georgia State, Chattanooga, UAB, LSU, and Tulane. Uh, this has been the second fall exhibition tournament that the ladies uh, have been able to participate in. This is the first time in program history that they've been able to take advantage of these fall matches, um, and this leads up to – uh, one more fall tournament at Tulane on the 21st, and then the spring schedule actually starts in February. Uh, then women's golf uh, is currently playing at the Mercer Invitational. 
uh, the Brickyard Golf Club in Macon, Georgia. After the first two rounds uh, today, Monday the 8th, the Lady Eagles sit six out of 11 uh, with a round to complete on Tuesday the 9th. Let me flip my page here. Hard to do when I got a glass of whiskey in one hand. All right. Uh, Men's tennis was supposedly competing in the Battle on the Bayou Invitational at the University of New Orleans in Louise, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana this past weekend. Uh, but the UNO site says that their teams were at West Florida and I couldn't find anything, uh, about results. So those matches didn't happen, but the women's tennis teams were in action, uh, Friday and Saturday, the fifth and sixth at the Raging Cajuns Invitational in Lafayette. Uh, the women's teams can ben- finished a combined 15 and 17 in singles and doubles action. Uh, Alyssa Richter swept her singles bracket by beating uh, players from Nichols State, Tulane, and Louisiana. And then the doubles team of Ibru Zainap Yazgan and Richter went 3-0 and over teams from Tulane and Nichols. Uh, all six ladies playing finished at 500 500 and above for the weekend so a uh, nice weekend tournament down there in lafayette located in the great state of louisiana that has a university <laughs> that would be the university of louisiana at lafayette uh so next the uh women's tennis team starts their spring season in january uh, cross country will be going at it this week. They'll be participating in the, uh, NCAA South Regional and Huntsville, Alabama. That race takes place on Friday the 12th. And, uh, that wraps it up. All right. So, uh, interesting week in Southern Miss Athletics. Let's talk a little shout outs. But Jason, you had a little ring a ding ding this past week. A little ring a ding ding. What did I do? Oh. When I rang the bell. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? I was just as surprised by you mentioning that uh, as I was <laughs> when I was actually supposed to ring the bell because I thought um, that you rang the bell like when you're cancer free, right? So um, I uh, it's my first bout with the cancer. And so, last. Um, yes. Uh, so anyway, I just finished my normal thing and I was headed out the door. My wife actually came with me to that visit. Just because it's the last one, and you know, I don't know any questions to ask, and she does, so she went with me just in a happenstance. She might be able to ask a few questions. So luckily, she was there, so she could video it. But several people were like, "Dude, you don't even look enthused." I'm like, "I didn't know I was gonna do it. I was just walking out the door, and they were like, ring the bell." There's other people in the lobby, <laughs> you know, they're about to go get their treatment. And so they were clapping, and then everybody was clapping, so I had to bring this bell. It was a nice moment. I appreciated it, but you aren't fully out of the woods until you're five months, I mean, five years uh, cancer-free. So, But no, it was, it was a cool moment, and those guys do a great job over there. We, you know, I'm so glad that we live in a city where, where that has one of those treatment centers, so I didn't have to get up every morning and drive somewhere else to go do it. But And that one's, like, literally right next to the house. I could have walked there. But um, so, yes. I did have a little ring-a-ding-ding. Ding. Um, and it was cool and, for the. It was cool in Eagle Walk. Had the coaches come out and give you a hug and 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 yeah, send your well wishes uh, and all the good stuff. I know, and, and uh, you know, each time um, I've had one of these little Facebook posts or or whatever, or just random times. Uh, specifically, Coach Hall and Coach Armstrong have both reached, just sent me text messages. You know, just kind of wishing me well and uh and lots of other people also but that's i'd be lying if that wasn't this extra special moment for me uh when you know you get these these guys that i look up to and they're kind of lead the, the team that i love and, and and enjoy watching so much so i appreciated that very much and, and that's also that that's kind of like one of the reasons that i you know i think they're going to get this thing turned around they just they just care too much about everything so I just can't imagine a scenario where those guys will not be successful, uh, especially at a place like Southern Miss. So can't wait to see it happen. You have any shout-outs from the weekend? Yeah. So a few shout-outs real quick. I uh, ran into to Coach uh, Dane Conrad from back in my high school coaching days um, at North Forest High School. Uh, saw him at the game and caught up a little bit. Um, 
Wesley Dickens and I got to play golf, uh, and, and we were paired with uh, Jay and Chase Neal for the uh, Sigma Chi golf outing on Friday. Uh, talked to those guys um, uh, a lot, and, and they listened to the show, so that was that was really cool. And there's tons of other people, honestly, that, that this is function I had to go to downtown. They kept coming up and giving compliments to the podcast. And number one, I can't remember remember everybody. And number two, there's just too many of them to, to name. So um, my next shout out goes to the Kinneys. All of the Kinneys were in the house, including the newest member, uh, member Angela. So it was it was nice to see all of them. And all the farmers were in the house as well, making that trip up from the North Shore. And my last shout out is to the good doctor. Dr. Thomas Royal's birthday is tomorrow. So that is Tuesday the 9th. Um, so if you see Dr. Royals, uh, you probably have a broken bone or something and he's fixing it or you just know the guy. So tell him happy birthday. What about you, Shane? Um, I don't have any shout outs to actual people, so I'll go ahead and uh, run over my three thumbs for the night. Uh, I kept it all in the wild turkey Russell's Reserve single barrel realm tonight. Uh, and even more so on that, I stuck with, uh, they do different warehouses there on wild turkeys grounds and they all have a letter name and I stuck with warehouse F, but I did three different floors. So the, uh, the first pick comes from Bull City Bermud Club up here in Durham. Uh, their back alley bird pick is a eight year, three month, uh, selection from warehouse F floor four. And then we stepped up a floor, went with a Misty and Jamie Ferris pick from Lincoln Road package store from the fall of 2019. That is a 10 year F five pick and then rounded it out with a Carolina whiskey society pick from warehouse F floor six. That is a nine and a half year pick. So, uh, stayed with the turkey tonight. Gobble, gobble. All right. Uh, let's say a shout out. So, there's, so, like you said, there's so many people to, to, to thank and to, that we ran into in the past week. Uh, really awesome. Well, shout out to my niece cheering her, her last game of the season from Northwest Rankin against Oak Grove on Thursday night. That was fun. Went to Cherry Ball on Friday night. Ran into Jeremy McLean, backed up and ran into him again. It's good to see uh, him, everybody else, from Charlie Wallace, Robert Lee. Man, there's so many people I could name. Jim Thompson, uh, just a good time. Some people, uh, you know, a lot of Golden Eagle fans, so that was cool. And then everybody on Saturday, good to catch up with, you know, Tracy and Dominique. Uh, Billy Hamilton was there. Shout out to my White Sox friends as well. That was that was cool to get to see him. So, yeah, you know, regardless of the outcome, always great to be on the campus of the University of Southern Mississippi. So, this week, we've got the game against UTEP. We've got, I mean, excuse me, UTSA. I wish it was against UTEP. Um, we've got the game against UTSA. We've got the opening of both men's and women's college basketball season. So we've got some Southern Miss activities in the pipeline for the week. Of course, we'll be back at home for the final football game of the year against FIU. That's on the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So um, just hang in there. Just a few more. We got. We I think we're about a month away from from signing day, so just hang in and, there. Uh, Louisiana <laughs> on Friday night as well. Correct. Louisiana and basketball. The the, the raging Cajuns. Damn it! I wanted to call them Lafayette, and here I go with this Louisiana crap again. I guess we're just kind of we're getting acclimated to the Sun Belt, man. We got to. I'm wearing a Lafayette shirt Friday. Go for, like, go for it, dude. We know you pick against the Golden Eagles. You might as well cheer against them too. Ha, uh, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse karma. Uh, hey, uh, the the first game that we, the first Sun Belt Conference game that we play down in Lafayette, we all need to get. You know, people people talk about Lafayette fans and everything, but but really, like when I and I'm cool with Lafayette or whatever. I mean, we we had no trouble at the New Orleans Bowl a few years back. But when I was in college, that was one of the worst places that I've been, just as far as how we were treated. Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Maybe that's because they were horrible. Maybe they got better and they're like, you know what? We don't need to be, you know, just assholes. I mean. It, 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 it did not work for Louisiana Tech, but maybe it worked for Louisiana. We'll see when we get there. We'll see when we get there. But uh, 
yeah. So I just I remember that we played them. I guess I don't know if it was my junior year or what, but yeah, they were they threw ice at us and stuff. The fans were like cussing us in the parking lot. It was if it was the beginning of football season, they could throw ice at me. Please. There you go. So when we play there, you anybody that's listening from Lafayette, feel free to throw ice at Jason. At the beginning of the year. At the beginning it's of the year. If it's December, then I, I need new ice. <laughs> well, hey, hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm going to stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee. But I chose Southern Mississippi. And right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play for Alabama, USC, our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one ask mississippi state ask mississippi state call katie case bailey with dunbar real estate for all of your real estate needs katie case bailey realtor extraordinaire something to show something to list something to sell call today at 601-408-9980 